It's nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson, and this is WSB, the full number, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I will be back in for Herman Cain in the morning at 11. You need to know that. Why? Because tomorrow morning, the Supreme Court is announcing it is going to be releasing um, some additional cases. It does not do that, except it's trying to wrap up the end of its term. And as a result, it is rushing to get the last of the cases out the door. That means tomorrow will probably be the day that we get the um, travel ban case, because the Supreme Court has had that case. And there are a couple other pending cases that if they're trying to wrap up by the end of the year, this is this is the time to do it uh, tomorrow so they can start their weekend and not have to come back next week before they start their big vacations and the run up to the 4th of July. Uh, the big case today for the Supreme Court that came out before we get into all the latest with the, the travel or the immigration stuff is the Internet sales tax. It has been against the law for the last 20 years or so for states to require out-of-state companies to pay sales tax. Um, In other words, this really started with L.L. Bean and uh, places like Sears and Roebuck and others that had catalog companies before the rise of the Internet, where they did not necessarily, and L.L. Bean is the big one, where L.L. Bean did not have a physical presence in a state, And states were trying to demand that L.L. Bean remit to them sales tax for the state uh, when someone from that state bought through the catalog. Now, kids, there used to be these paper magazines called catalogs that had objects in them that you could call an 800 number and you could buy them uh, by looking at the piece of paper that had the picture of it and calling the company or filling out a form and putting it in in the mail. Uh, It was a catalog. Well, Nowadays, most people use the Internet, and as Internet stores like Amazon have risen and uh, online-only companies, I I buy a lot of uh, video and photo equipment from a place in New York City called BH uh, Photos and Videos. They don't charge sales tax. Amazon didn't for the longest time until they opened a distribution hub in Georgia. The rule is if you have a physical business in a state— even if someone buys online, you got to pay sales taxes. Um, so there are a lot of companies that have taken advantage of that. They've stayed internet only, and they haven't been a they haven't charged sales tax. Uh, physical companies have for a long time insisted uh, that internet companies need to pay sales tax. Uh, there was a great uh, camera store in Atlanta for the longest time. Um, they're on Cheshire Bridge Road. And it went out of business. And one of the reasons that it went out of business, according to the people who work there, is because they were getting people coming in, uh, checking out the equipment, and then going online to BH Photo Video, which is a huge camera store in New York, and ordering from there because they didn't have to pay sales tax. And the prices were as competitive, if not more competitive. So they were saving some money by going into the physical store in Atlanta, checking out the camera, and then getting online and ordering it from somewhere that didn't charge sales tax. 
Uh, I am not one of those people. I, I, I don't relate to that where you're paying just a few bucks more, maybe 20 bucks more if you're buying a really expensive object. But apparently a lot of people were doing it. Uh, Target and Walmart Macy's have been forever clamoring for a national sales tax for Internet purchases because they feel like they're at a competitive disadvantage, particularly during the rise of the Amazon era before Amazon started charging sales tax. By and large now, the big companies that don't you've got the Etsy's, the the Ebay's. Uh, companies like that, they don't charge sales tax. And now they're going to have to charge sales tax. It's going to be a bureaucratic nightmare for a lot of small businesses that do business over the internet trying to comply with the sales tax rates of other states. Uh, it's going to be a mess. Congress will probably have to get involved now. We will see. But that's what the Supreme Court has decided. Melania Trump. God bless her. She's not a political person. She doesn't want to be in politics. She went to Texas today wearing a $35 jacket that on the back of the jacket says, I don't care, do you? She was going to see the detainment facilities where the kids are. You don't have to be a political expert to understand that when we're dealing with this much emotion over this issue and people setting their hair on fire over the slightest implied slight in this situation that it wasn't going to go over very well for the first lady to wear a jacket that says, I don't care, as she goes to inspect a situation a lot of people care about. Now, you can say a jacket is just a jacket. Don't read anything into it, except there was writing on the jacket in very large letters for everybody to read. And so now, of course, the speculation by the media is, was this to undermine her husband or does she really not care about the situation or what? And the White House is saying, don't read anything into the jacket. You don't have to read anything into the jacket, though. You just read on the jacket where it says, I don't care. Do you? Um, this wasn't smart. Whoever is helping her at the White House probably needs to be disciplined for this, um, unless the first lady made this conscious decision and overruled objections, we don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't helpful to her her husband. Um, you, you don't need to. You don't need to get defensive about this. You don't need to get your back up. I, I think we should all be willing to acknowledge that in a heightened situation where people are setting their hair on fire over the situation, where activists are showing up at, at restaurants to scream at the Secretary of Homeland Security, it's probably not a good visual image to see the First Lady of the United States walking up the steps to Air Force One to go inspect these facilities with a jacket that says, I don't care. It's just not. Um, whether she wants to be political or not, she's allowed privacy. She absolutely is allowed privacy. But if she's going to go out and inspect these places, uh, writing Air Force One to do so, Air Force Two, since the president wasn't on board, eh, they should have rethought this. I, I, I don't need to belabor the point here, um, and uh, you don't need to be defensive about it either. We should just recognize that this wasn't helpful to the president's agenda and move on. I will tell you the media, however, uh, is trying to be very unhelpful to the president. As you can imagine, they're circulating a story about massive gross abuse happening in, in these detainment facilities all across the country. A lawsuit has been filed about some serious abuse that happened to kids in one of these detainment facilities in Virginia. What the media is consciously willful 
willfully leaving out of these stories as best they can is that this all happened under Barack Obama's administration. It's just fascinating. This is the second time in a couple of weeks that the media and Democrats have rushed out these outrage stories over the abuse being inflicted upon these kids in these facilities and then realized, oh, this happened when, when our Obama Messiah was president. We need to walk these stories back and be quiet. Uh, and, and no, actually, I think we need to highlight that the Obama administration uh, had did this. These kids were separated from families, and they were abused under the Obama administration. We don't have any evidence of this happening in the Trump administration. We've got ample evidence that while Barack Obama himself was president, kids were being detained in these facilities, handcuffed to walls, and beaten and sexually abused by people operating these facilities. And the media doesn't want to tell you that it was Barack Obama. They want you to believe that it's happening on Donald Trump's watch, and it's not. There, my friends, that is called bias. And unfortunately for the president, he's going to have to keep wading through this because the media seems to show no signs of relenting in how they're covering this. And I think you and I need to be very vocal in pushing back on this, that this is an attack on President Trump blaming him for things Barack Obama did, not things that President Trump did. It is completely maliciously unfair to President Trump. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and you just, you, sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It is 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here on WSB. Okay. I am, I shouldn't be, but I guess I am a little shocked by the people who are so emotionally invested in the idea that Nazis are right-wing extremists. Do you realize that Nazi is national socialist? They're socialists. The And I don't mean this, I'm not saying the Democrats and the Nazis are the same thing. I'm not. Some people want to hear it that way, but I'm not. But I am saying read the Nazi platform. What did Hitler campaign on? No, he didn't campaign on the extermination of the Jews. He campaigned on national universal health care 
an increase in the minimum wage, uh, government mandates for corporations and how they they treat their employees. The the Nazis even wanted a national program of vegetarianism uh, because they believed the government should mandate eating vegetables because it was healthier than meat. Um, these people were a bunch of progressives. Uh, the eugenicists, the, the early progressives in the United States in the 1920s and 30s loved the Nazis. And so it, it's, I've been pointing out online that the, the Nazi brown shirts and the fascist black shirts of Italy in the 1930s engaged in violent behavior where they would harass local businesses and local politicians and anyone who disagreed with their agenda shut them down and ultimately got more and more violent against them. And liberals and progressives were like, you can't call us this, they were a bunch of right-wingers. No, they were a bunch of socialists. And why are you acting like them? It's 39 after the hour. I really, really just thought about sitting here for a minute and saying nothing and seeing if I could freak everybody out down the hall since they can't see whether I'm actually in a room or not. (laughs) But I decided I would be kind. The phone number, by the way, is 404-872-0750-1800-WSB-TALK. Today is apparently National Selfie Day. And it was also predicted that today would be the rapture. And I have no idea why it sounds cuckoo pants, the, the, the guy who made the prophecy. It's obviously not happening today unless, well, I don't know, it's traffic lighter than normal. Are there abandoned cars? Because maybe, maybe we're left behind. Where's Kirk Cameron when you need him? But, I mean, it's, please come quickly, Lord Jesus, because today is National Selfie Day. I'm um, just, I, I'm not a fan of selfies. And, and I noticed that, that there's a trend among my friends on, on Facebook. It is, it's my, my gay male friends and CrossFitters who always post the most selfies. And I don't understand why. Maybe there's a Venn diagram. I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm not a big fan of selfies. Now, I want to talk about some good news for a moment. Can we leave behind all this other stuff for just a moment? Just just a moment. I'm, I'm switching gears dramatically from what I was going to talk about. Because uh, Amy Walters has come out with something, and she is a really good uh, political prognosticator with Cook Political Report. And she makes point that Republicans are fretting that 2018 is going to be like 2006. Except the economy is doing great. The president's popularity is on the rise. Yes, it is. Believe it or not, it's on the rise. And Republicans themselves have a much favorable attitude towards their president right now and also much greater antipathy for the Democrats. Which is one reason we're hearing so much about the border scandal is because the Democrats have to uh, light their hair on fire and, and make a spectacle of themselves. Here's the issue. I mentioned filling in for Herman this morning. I'll be back on for Herman tomorrow. I talked to a member of Congress. And he says he's not really worried about the the separation of families at the border. He's aggravated by it. He thinks it was an unforced error. He's not a fan of it. But, but, he points out there are still like 2 billion news cycles between now and November. 
we aren't having the Stormy Daniels news cycle. Remember her? We, we aren't having the Michael Avenetti news cycle. Remember him? We're not having the Michael Cohen cycle. Remember him? We're not having the North Korea summit cycle. We're not having we're not having any of these major news cycles that we had. They've all been shoved aside by this. And within a week or so, it will be something completely unrelated to this. And what this is doing is it's actually putting the Democrats in an interesting position because the Democrats have gone from saying you've got to reunite families to now saying you've got to release the families. And that's actually not a majority proposition in the United States. It's not. You may th- you may think that people coming across the border should not be prosecuted for illegal entry into the country, but most Americans disagree with you, myself included. You've got to enforce the law. And while I realize that the law gives the president discretion on how to handle it, the fact of the matter is it should be illegal to cross the border into this country. And President Trump is doing that. And so Democrats are now yet again overplaying their hand. Time and time again, they overplay their hand. There's another area in which they are dramatically overplaying their hand. Guns. Folks, there are now more guns officially than citizens. Now, I've been talking about this for over a year, that there were more guns than people in the country. Uh, But now they're, they're really, really, we've got confirmation from the FBI Uh, 300 million Americans and 400 million guns. The United States military combined, all branches of the United States military combined, except the Space Force. That's going to be so cool. Um, The Space Force doesn't count, but uh, the rest of the military combined has between 4.5 and 5 million handguns. We're not talking long barrel rifles, not talking shotguns, not talking machine guns, 4.5 to 5 million handguns. Mostly Glock. Why? Because Glock is awesome. Well, American citizens have 400 million handguns. More than one handgun per person. And that doesn't include long barrel rifles. Doesn't include shotguns. Doesn't include AR-style rifles. Assault weapons! No, it's just handguns. The American people have more handguns than there are American people. So for these gun activists to come out and start demanding a repeal of the Second Amendment, which they're doing, Chris Cuomo, they actually are. Chris Cuomo from CNN denies that anyone's doing this. He denied it the day after a former justice of the Supreme Court, John Paul Stevens, wrote an op-ed in the paper calling for the repeal of the Second Amendment. They're overplaying their hand on that. They're overplaying their hand on immigration. They're overplaying their hand on all the culture war issues, trying to put bakers out of business, put florists out of business for for not providing flowers and cakes to same-sex weddings. On and on and on it goes. And they're hurting themselves because, you know, this data, let's go back to the data that I'm talking about. Republican support for the president is growing. And you know whose support for the president is growing the fastest? People who didn't vote for the president who consider themselves Republicans, people who don't like the president and consider themselves Republicans are actually gravitating to the president, not because they suddenly like him, but because they are so turned off by the Democrats, they've gotten to the point where they're willing to hold their nose and say, you know what, we've got to keep Republicans in Washington because these other people are insane. Yes, Democrats. You're hurting yourselves. Why? Because you've 
handed your party over to a bunch of millennial nutcases who show up at people's homes and protest them if they don't agree with them on politics. And most Americans don't like that. Hello there, 54 after the hour, Eric Erickson here, the phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, to the phones we go, Anderson Kennesaw, welcome. Hey Eric, uh, I'm an immigrant myself, I'm just want to let you know, I follow support, Donald Trump, I'm a Trump supporter, I'm a libertarian, I'm, a li- I'm not a Democrat. And uh, I think the president is right. He has to enforce the law. Everybody trying to cross the border illegally has to be detained and prosecuted. I came to the United States legally. Today I'm a U.S. citizen. I vote for Trump, and I want your thoughts on that. Because initially, I know you're not so support Trumpers, but today I think you changed your mind a little bit. What, what are your thoughts on that? Anderson, there is a lot about this administration that I like. Um, his his team has helped me overcome a lot of my skepticism of the president. Uh, there are a lot of things about him I, I still wish he wouldn't do and, and bother me in terms of character and whatnot. But policy-wise, the administration has been a great win for conservatives by and large. Uh, I think tariffs are a terrible idea. Uh, and I think they've bungled the situation of the border, but I think uh, his judicial picks have been great. Uh, his willing to stand up to the United Nations has been fantastic. His appointments have been fantastic. His rollback of the Obama agenda has been fantastic. Willing to turn the tables on on the Obama agenda and go into court and say, you know what, based on the Obama president, we're not going to defend Obamacare. We think it's unconstitutional, too. Um, I, I think things like that are good. Uh, and I, my view is that because there are so many on our side who are unwilling to offer up any criticism and have gotten very, very defensive of him, I was willing to be critical of George Bush, of John McCain, of Mitt Romney. I got angry people. It's so funny now to see angry people who yell at me for being critical of Donald Trump, who used to yell at me for being critical of Mitt Romney and now can't stand Mitt Romney. It's like, I, I was telling you Mitt Romney wasn't the conservative you thought he was in 2012. Um it's just it's kind of funny to watch. Um, I don't always get it right, but I'm at least going to tell you what I think. And I'm not going to defend what I don't think is defensible, uh, but I am going to defend what I do think is defensible. And I do think a lot of his policies are very defensible. And I think that's kind of my role here is to tell you what's really the news and not all the lies and spin that are out there. It is nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is WSB. Sad news indeed. Charles Krauthammer has passed away. Uh, what an amazing, amazing individual. Um, a, a trained doctor, a medical researcher, um, became a political commentator. After, and, you know, for years, I, I said, in fact, I've said on this radio show before and had to be corrected that I thought it was a, a diving accident. No, he, he was... Um, diving into a pool was in a scuba diving accident and wound up being in a wheelchair for life. Charles and I uh, did not, I did not know him very well. Uh, We knew who each other was and had lunch together one time with vice president Cheney. 
in the final days of the Bush administration with a couple other colleagues. He was just a just a brilliant, brilliant, very humble, very kind individual. Uh, he has passed now. Um, just sad. Yeah, also had a had a great column at the Washington Post for a long time. All right, friends, we need to move on to other news, and I want to talk about a cafe. I know it sounds very just just bear with me for a moment, if you will. There is a cafe in Duluth, Minnesota, not Duluth, Georgia, Duluth, Minnesota. It's called Uncle Louis Cafe, and the owner is a woman named Deborah Strupp. A news program called Deborah Strop said they were looking for a very local place, like a local diner, to do their news program because the president would be in Duluth, Minnesota speaking, and they were going to keep their staff and crew there, and they wanted to do their news program there before sending everybody home. I've done this before, for example, at the Republican National Convention in 2012, uh, Charlie and I were down there in Tampa, and uh, before I could head home, CNN had me in a diner uh, the morning after McCain's nomination talking about um, the Republicans. It was a, a very locals-only place that they had scouted out, and the news organization was doing the same at, at Uncle Louie's Cafe, except it wasn't CNN. It was Fox News wanting to host Fox and Friends at this diner. And Deborah Strop said, sure. Her family has been targeted now by progressive activists on social media. They're being harassed. Uh, somehow or another, some of her family's cell phone numbers have gotten out. They're getting angry phone calls. People have gone on to Yelp and Facebook and downvoted her restaurant and left terrible reviews about the restaurant, even though they've never been there. She's being targeted by the progressive mob for daring to allow Fox, and not even the president of the United States, she just allowed a national news program to broadcast their show from her cafe, and she is being targeted by people for daring to allow this to happen. The progressive mob at work, ruining a small business, because she let a news program broadcast from there. These people are, this is why President Trump is probably doing better with independents than he normally should because independents identify these days as Republicans who don't like the president or Republicans who don't like the Republican Party and they're starting to become Republican again because of stuff like this. So you probably know who Kevin McHale is if you're a basketball fan. Uh, he was a Boston Celtic player. He's the former coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Houston Rockets. He's been a commentator on TNT. Well, he was seen in the audience at the Trump rally in Duluth, Minnesota. Possibly. He hasn't confirmed he was there. But some people think that he was there. And these these writers, political writers and sports writers are demanding that Kevin McHale be taken off the air for showing up at a political rally. A guy named Nathan Friedman, who writes at, at some uh, NBA blog, is on Twitter saying Kevin McHale is extremely stupid for attending a public Trump event. 
That, as much as his politics, is why he should never work at an NBA event again. He writes for GQ and something called Victory Journal. Yes, because Kevin McHale, a private citizen on his private time, showed up at a rally for the president. He should never work again. Mason Ginsburg, who is the ESPN True Hoop Network writer, tweeted, Breaking, Kevin McHale accepts head coaching gig in WNBA only to quickly renege when he realized it didn't stand for White Nationalist Basketball Association. Uh, when Clay Travis, the, the sports commentator, retweeted this, the guy deleted it. Um, and then Clay Travis notes uh, that the, the resident ESPN left-wing moral authority, Howard Bryant, who was charged with domestic violence for choking his wife in a parking lot of a pizza parlor and accepted six months probation as part of a plea deal, weighed in on how unacceptable McHale's Trump attendance was. According to Howard Bryant, Kevin McHale is just a poor white man from a forgotten deep south town suffering from economic anxiety. That explains it. The genius thinks that Kevin McHale is from Duluth, Georgia, not Duluth, Minnesota. And then there were others, a Bleacher Report NBA writer attacked him. Trump is a flaming racist. Anyone who doesn't think he's a racist is a racist because they agree with his racism so deeply they can't see his racism attacking Kevin McHale. Y'all, these people have lost their minds. I mean, this is, this is a private citizen going to a campaign rally for the sitting president of the United States. These are also, you will not be surprised to learn that many of the same people outraged by Kevin McHale going to a political rally for the president of the United States, they think that in uniform, Colin Kaepernick should be able to take a knee to the American flag. So Colin Kaepernick in uniform on the field at his job should be able to engage in political protest. But Kevin McHale on his own time at a, at a rally as a private citizen isn't allowed to go. He should be taken off the air. This behavior is more at home in the 1930s with Hitler's brown shirts and Mussolini's black shirts. The Nazis and the fascists kissing cousins along with the communists. And I realize there is a lot of historic revisionism of people who are convinced the Nazis were crazy right-wingers. The Nazis and the fascists, they would harass businesses that weren't sufficiently supportive of the dictators. Private citizens would be harassed, threatened. Eventually they were beaten or shot. People pulled out of their homes at night. Business leaders having their Molotov cocktails thrown through their business windows. This is dangerous stuff. The, the progressive mob on a war path to censor anyone and punish anyone who doesn't see eye to eye with them is dangerous stuff. This isn't, this isn't wealth. And you, you see, it's all emotional. It is. I said yesterday, and I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. James Hodgkinson last year showed up on a baseball field in Northern Virginia. He was fueled by left-wing propaganda that Republicans were out to kill people. He wanted to perform a mass assassination of Republican members of Congress. Thankfully, he failed. What many people considered an anomaly at the time seems more and more to be an inflection point as progressives turn violent fully embracing the tactics of the Nazis and the fascists and the communists of the 1930s to silence anyone who disagrees with them. This is not a smart thing that's happening out there. 
It is dangerous for all of us that this is happening. When a private citizen's business is, they try to ruin it because a news program wanted to broadcast from there. When a private citizen shows up at a campaign rally for a sitting president of the United States and they want to try to drive him off TV, that's not healthy for our society. And these people don't care because they've convinced themselves that they have a moral cause. And because they have a moral cause, that anything goes in the name of that moral cause. That's exactly what the dictators in Europe in the mid-20th century did as well. They convinced themselves and their thugs that they were engaged in a moral crusade. It's what the progressives have always done. They don't have God. They've got a government with a government mob-based morality, and it ends badly for them and you and me. The one saving grace here is those gun stats. So many Americans now will be able to keep themselves safe when the mob comes calling at night with their pitchforks to drag people out of their homes because they're refusing to go along with the, the mob mentality. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It is 26 after the hour. Um, I, I got a question and maybe somebody in traffic knows, maybe someone from the DOT is listening. I just, this can't be a coincidence. Um, the other day, uh, I was bringing, um, Gunner and I were on the road somewhere, my nine-year-old, and we could see really black smoke and we're like, let's go see what's on fire. It looked like it was coming from the Bass Pro Shop near our house. Uh, and we realized it was an 18 wheeler. The cab of an 18 wheeler was on fire, completely engulfed in flames, um, on the interstate. And then today Christy texted me, uh, she had to take him to a, a doctor's checkup, uh, just a, a well visit. And there was an 18 wheeler on the interstate completely engulfed in flames that had the interstate shut down. This has happened several times in the last two weeks. It seems on the interstate in the metro area. What is going, he's like, have, 
Are, are trucks just, do they not have to go through inspections or whatnot? You know, for the longest time there, it seemed like um, everywhere I went, 18-wheeler tires were coming off. You're, you're having big rubber strips. In fact, I was behind an 18-wheeler um, three days ago, and you could see the sparks in the wheel, and, and the rubber started flying on the road. And it just, it seems like this is happening a whole lot lately. I do not think it's the heat because, I mean, we had a hot summer last summer and it wasn't happening all the time. But what on earth is going on? Are our safety standards down? Are, inspe are inspections not happening? What it just, I have a real hard time believing it's that coincidental um, that that many tractor trailers in the last couple of weeks around the metro Atlanta area in the mid-state are catching on fire. That just seems absurd to me seems like something somewhere is, is happening, but I have no idea. Maybe one of you do. You, you don't have to call the show. You can email me at eric at com or tweet me at EW Erickson or something. It is 38 after the hour. The phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I have not really spent a lot of time on air mentioning this, um, but I need to let you guys know something. Um, some of you are trying to think of things to do at the end of summer before your kids go back to school. Um, I want to suggest something to you. Uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, August 3rd and 4th, we're going to do the Resurgent Gathering. Those of you who have been to a red state gathering in Georgia know about the Resurgent Gathering, uh, except instead of doing campaign speeches, we're going to do conversations on stage. We'll take your questions from the crowd as well. Um, but we have a, a growing and impressive lineup of people that we have invited. Not all of them are confirmed. Uh, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is confirmed. Warren Davidson, congressman from Ohio who took John Boehner's spot, he is a Fantastic conservative. He's confirmed. Matt Bevan, the governor of Kentucky, is going to be there. Uh, Ted Cruz is going to be there. Mark Walker uh, from North Carolina is going to be there. We have invited um, Secretary of Energy Rick Perry. Um, we have invited um, Senator David Perdue. We have invited uh, the EPA administrator, Scott Pruitt. Uh, they are, they, I can't confirm them for you yet because they're fleshing out their schedules, but um, we are optimistic we will be able to get them there as well. And Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of Texas as well. Uh, it should be a great, great crowd. Uh, we are hoping that Adam Laxalt, the attorney general of Nevada, who's running for governor, is going to be able to be there, and Ben Sass from Nebraska and a few others. Um, his schedule is kind of in flux now that the Senate changed schedule. Uh, but we're we're really hoping to get all of them there. Most of them are confirmed. If you would like to come, it's only $99 uh, plus your hotel. $99, that's it. Uh, you can text the word Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N, to 345-345 to get the Eventbrite link. Uh, text Austin to 345-345 and, and come hang out with me. Um, it'll be really, you want to be there Thursday night, uh, the second. I know school doesn't start till the next week for almost everybody. So you can come one last trip, go to Austin, Texas. It's cool out there. If you've never been to Austin, it's one of my, my favorite places. Uh, so come hang out with me. Um, we, we've actually considered doing the radio show out there as well. We, we may. You can be part of a live audience, maybe, if we figure that out, the logistics-wise. Now, I, I wanted to go to a call on, on Jerry on hold, and I'm sorry to keep him waiting, but he said, I might want to clarify my statement uh, about when the progressive mob comes for you, the, the, the gun stats. Look, um, there is a, April has set a gun sales record. 
Uh, I'm. This is from the Washington Bee Free Beacon, Stephen Gutowski. Uh, April 2018 saw the most gun-related checks run through the Federal Bureau of Investigation's background check system. The National Instant Criminal Background Check System ran 2,233,213 checks in April. That's nearly 90,000 more checks than the previous April record set in 2016. It also represents the second month in a row to set a record with March seeing 2,767,699 checks. That means uh, right now there are more than 400 million guns in the hand, handguns in the hands of American citizens. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. That That is, uh, yes, it is 400 million handguns. Uh, add in long barrel rifles and you got even more. Uh, and my point here that I was making earlier, and I'll, I don't necessarily think I need to clarify, but Jerry thinks I do, so I will, is that the left is more and more headed towards violence. They're showing up at private businesses to try to put the businesses out of business, to try to drive patrons from the business, they're showing up on people's doorsteps. They're putting out the names and addresses of government employees who work for immigration. They're putting out the names and addresses of others they disagree with. And this is one of the reasons people are buying guns. They're, people are starting to get scared of what's happening in this country. James Hodgkinson went out, bought a gun, and tried to mass assassinate Republicans because he bought into angry left-wing rhetoric. Fewer and fewer people in the United States know their neighbors anymore. Some of them you don't want to, but nonetheless, um, people are going online. They're building communities that look just like them, and more and more, they're not viewing the, their opponents as opponents. They're the political opponents. They're viewing them as the enemy. The left is viewing people as Nazis who disagree with them. I mean, take take the the baker in Colorado, Jack Phillips. The Civil Rights Commission in Colorado compared him not baking a cake for a gay couple for their wedding uh, as Nazi-like. It was like the Holocaust all over again, according to these people. When you're willing to view your fellow American as evil, that's dangerous, and more and more of the left is. And if you view people as evil, you take it upon yourself to have the moral authority to eliminate the evil. The left is coming unhinged in this country, and part of the reason they're coming unhinged is because they thought they had won it all and they would never have to win again. And instead they lost. And in the process, they realized that they can't fix a broken culture with politics and they've become very angry about it. And now they're just trying to drive their opponents out of polite society. Thankfully, we're not at the day where these brown shirted and black shirted thugs are showing up at your house and trying to drag you out in the middle of the night, but it could happen. It, it becomes less likely to happen, though, as more and more Americans are buying guns for self-protection, not for crime, but for self-protection. It's really hard for the black shirts to show up and drag you out of your house at night when you're better armed than the hipster millennial who could never even fit a gun in their skinny jeans. Now, I so I've been given, um, we'll, we'll call him Garcia. He knows who he is. Um, I just heard your question on the radio uh, about trucks in Georgia catching on fire this time of year. As a truck driver myself traveling to 75 North and South quite frequently, I can go ahead and tell you that one of the reasons that could be contributing to these trucks catching fire is, yes, you've already assumed being an improper inspection being done. However, consider the grade of the highway going both north and south before and after the 475 split middle Georgia um, by the rest area. 
A local truck driver, I can tell you that especially when you're heavy, like me, hauling most roofing materials, when descending down a grade, the temperature of the brakes is tremendous. Then while ascending the grade, temperature of the coolant and the engine oil is also tremendous. And without proper inspection on the vehicle, which as a commercial truck driver you're responsible for, you can cause either your brakes or your engine to heat up so much it will ignite. Um, also, someone else uh, reached out and said they're actually, because there's a shortage of truckers, they're paying very well. you got a lot of new truckers on the road, and that may be contributing to it, um, their driving styles, these newer truckers. So there you have it. That seems to be the possible answer. I've heard that second from a number of people, and it relates to, to Garcia. <laughs> it's an inside joke based on he was he was. Uh, using Siri to, to send the message and Siri changed Georgia to Garcia. Um, anyway, um, that a lot of new truckers out there, they're not, they're not necessarily handling their trucks right and inspections are being rushed and things are being messed up. There just seems to be a lot of 18 wheelers on the road lately that have been catching on fire. Um, two that I've encountered or my family has encountered this week. And then we've had them all over the Metro area in the last couple of weeks. So that may be the answer. I love my listeners. You guys know everything collectively. So do you remember there was a story a while back in the New York Times about an eight-month-old in Gaza uh, that the Israeli Defense Forces killed. Uh, it was a, a tearjerker story that made the front page of the New York Times, the L.A. Times, and the like. Turns out it wasn't true. Hamas, the terrorist group, paid off the family to say the baby was killed. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if the New York Times... We'll issue a correction on this. It, it, it really is amazing how the media has gone so into pushing an agenda that it can't tell the truth anymore, like the situation at the border. They're so focused on the president's change in policy from Barack Obama, they have failed to tell the truth that Barack Obama started the separation and detention, uh, and he started it because of a law passed by Congress, uh, signed by George W. Bush, that Barack Obama voted for, that required inspections of these children to make sure they're not being trafficked. It's a big deal, folks. And the media, you know, the media savages the president of the United States all the time for attacking the press. I don't blame him for attacking the press. I believe that we need a free press in the United States. I believe that our republic, its stability, its democratic institutions need a free press. But I believe that a free press also needs a press not willing to sacrifice its credibility uh, for resistance to Trump. Democracy was willing to die in the darkness of the Obama administration when the Washington Post wouldn't tell the story of what was happening at the border. It really is a double standard, and it is increasingly apparent it is a double standard. For example, there's a story today that, that Donald Trump was throwing candy at Angela Merkel uh, at the G7 summit, uh, Starburst candy, saying, don't tell me I never give you anything. I don't know if the story is true or not. 
And I haven't dedicated much time other than this to tell you about it because the media has gotten so many of these stories wrong. And you've got the the girl who was a, a national security contractor in Augusta who is pleading guilty today to leaking stuff to the media. You've got a lot of this stuff now the Trump administration has caught on. They're seeding false material out there to see who leaks it to try to find the leaks. There's a lot of distrust out there, and the media is doing a terrible, terrible job. They deserve the black eye. They deserve the terrible polling against them. Uh, do better, reporters. Um, stop joining the cause and just tell the truth. Report the truth. <laughs>